Arthur Valper and the team on Brass. I'm Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making one of his periodic appearances. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com's Eye on Baseball, Dane Perry. It's Dane Perry. Dane Perry, of course, has made a number of appearances on Fangraphs Audio uh, and is likely to make, at the very least, several more. What is true of all of those episodes and what is true of this one is that for the sort of person who's come to Fangraphs Audio, Looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears at Fangraphs.com, this will be an utter disappointment. Please take this warning uh, seriously. There is no baseball analysis in what follows. If there is analysis, uh, it's performed with an attempt to understand how one man could make so many poor decisions. Dean Perry discusses his ongoing battle with chicken lung, how coffee is made, specifically by murdering and eviscerating coffee puppies, which reside in Africa and South America. Uh, and finally, Dane Perry relates an anecdote about his time uh, during his undergraduate years when he worked as a runner for a local law firm. One of the attorneys there said, I need you to, to ship some guns to my brother. And I did. Fangraphs Audio features Dane Perry of CBSSports.com, and it begins right now. Yeah, you at your home. Your home. Yeah, I'm at my home. <laughs> you at your, you at your home. That should sound fancy when you say it like that. Um, <laughs> Chateau. I uh, recently, my wife and I were in our car and we were listening to um, some local radio. So, okay. And uh, in particular, some local radio ad- advertisements. Okay. Um, and it, there was an ad for like I think it was a hardware store, and they were trying to explain. Uh, they were trying to make it clear the variety of paints that were available at at the hardware store. Okay. And they said that you could um, – there were plenty of – and they said the name just like this, Benjamin Moore Paints. <laughs> As if whoever was uh, recording the advertisement had just like a little bit of a stroke during the recording of it. Was um, this live? No, no, it wasn't live, but you know, uh, you got it. You good, good as it's gonna get, really. I think uh, you might be onto something with live radio commercials. Yeah, it'd be hard to arrange. I mean, you, the nice thing about local radio commercials is that, oh, okay, all right, um, is that they tend to be delivered by the owner of the business itself, as God intended. Yes, <laughs> and it makes it's almost oh it. It's a great thing. Yeah. Did you know that uh, our president, the Kenyan usurper, (laughs) tried to outlaw small business owners from doing their own commercials? Is that that true? Yes. He wanted to insist that DEA agents do all the commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is uh, his evil. Yeah. uh, Just when you believe that you have found the, the boundary to it. Yes. You yes. find that it has uh, overrun that boundary. Yes, this is correct. Yeah. Correct opinion. <laughs> correct opinion. Yeah. True I'm fact. My, uh, I'm waiting for my coffee to finish brewing so I can go downstairs. Okay. Just to update you. Okay, I'm uh, I'm waiting for something as well. 
I'm oh, having, a, for the first time in my life and my wife's life, we're having a, um, we're having some fine furniture delivered to our our house. Wow. Yeah, I've, I I believe I've updated you to the fact that we are uh, skyrocket skyrocketing upwards into the middle class. You are just you are just bathing in discretionary income. Aren't you? <laughs> we have ordered. Are you familiar with this? I don't know if it's regional. Um, it's a, it's like a, a chain Eat of that. sorts. It's called, it is a, uh, furniture shop called West Elm. Yes, I'm familiar. You're familiar? I don't know how popular this is or not, but I do know it, that we have bought a table yeah. with a matching bench, uh, made of reclaimed wood. Okay. Yeah. So that's where, that's what we're doing. Okay. And, uh, um, it's, uh, the bench part is being delivered today. Okay. Do you have do you have plans for the bench? We'll go in the uh, the foyer. Well, I don't know. Think we have a foyer. The um, mud room. Do, nope. No, the bench is going. The bench is with the table. Are you just gonna set set a blaze to the bench? Yep. As soon as they deliver it. It's just because the money's no issue anymore. Yep. And then I will do it to myself as well. Okay. <laughs> because right. like, because it it's a because if you want to really. If you want to up close and study the meaninglessness of life, yeah, um, buying a mid-priced furniture from the internet is the way to do it. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. As is self-immolation, as protest of the Kenyan usurper. <laughs> My letter, which I will write on a, uh, a non-flammable surface, uh, yes. will make comments to that effect. Okay, good. I look forward to reading that. Yeah. Uh, quick update. I'm interested in a couple things from you, but quick update uh, on your you. Last time we talked, you had you were suffering a terrible illness, a malady. Pulipumon, yes. Pulipumon, <laughs> chicken lung, chicken lung. Uh, lung chickens. Lung chickens in, in English. Lung chickens. And what is the state of that? Because I already heard you clear your throat a little bit. Yeah, this is a, this is a new affliction. It oh my! Come back in the last couple of days. Uh, I don't know if it is the same. There is some, uh, there is some lung to mouth to garbage can discharge. <laughs> so it is possible. This is, uh, this is, uh, this, you know, lung, uh, Pulepomon has laid dormant yeah. uh, within me and it is back stronger than ever. Yes. That, well, that is the, that, that is the treacherous quality of Pulepomon. Yes, yes. It, Just when you sense. think you just defeated it, it said it has a it has sent off a splinter cell. Yeah. To hide elsewhere within you, and then it uh, yeah. There is no grave that it cannot punch itself out of. <laughs> yeah. So it is possible it's back, or it's possible this is something new. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's uh that's uh, also what Burgess Burgess Meredith said shortly before he died. <laughs> he said, "There's no grave out of which I, I cannot punch." Myself to free. That's weird last words, right? <coughs> yeah, those are. But yeah. fitting. Yep. It's defiant until the end. If if you were to know, if you were to make no other assumptions about uh, Burgess Meredith. Okay. Um, except well, the only piece of data you had was his nose. All right. Alcoholic or not? I would have said he was a hard-drinking prime minister. <laughs> He's done his nose alone. Based on the only information you have is Burgess Meredith's nose. Yeah. Hard drinking prime minister. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. yeah. Also played uh, also played the penguin in the television version of the. Um, well, I say also because in addition to uh, his role as Mickey in right. all in the Rocky movies. Yeah. So I was what I was doing was I was completing a sentence which everyone ag- acknowledged existed already. Yes, the the power of the implicit. Right. Uh, he played the penguin on the TV version of the Batman, and also uh, yeah. one of uh, was one. Uh, um, starred in one of the most famous, I believe, of all time uh, Twilight Zone um, episodes, in which he has uh, outlived the world. He wakes up and he's the last man on Earth. It almost came true. Yep. <laughs> well, it, we, it still might, on account yes. of his proclivity for punching his way out of graves. Yes, yes. it's quite possible. Yeah, yes. yeah. I believe I hear the uh, pleasing beep of my coffee maker. Okay. Is my refreshing Java is ready. My. Uh, yeah. My wife recently bought me. Sometimes you sometimes you buy a gift that keeps on giving, but sometimes you buy a gift that actually becomes um, like a sort of a bit of an obligation for the person. Now, it never gives in the first place. Yeah. Well, my wife bought me a hand cranked uh, coffee bean grinder. Oh my gosh! I had one of those. You did? Okay. Yeah. It, they're so terrible. Well. I'm using it for the time being. I'm making it, and I'm thinking that at some point my muscles will, which you've seen my muscles, <laughs> nothing to write home about. If right. Even if you're the sort of person who's in the business of writing home about muscles. Um, and yeah, I am. You are. <laughs> Wait, could you just read from your latest? Just, well, I've got a collection of muscle letters coming out. Okay. Uh, yeah, all written to my mother. Yeah, so, I, so what's an example, like a generic version? Uh, dearest mother. Yeah. These muscles of mine. Yeah. Will crush Hitler. This <laughs> is one. This yeah. is one. Yeah. So you've, now, do you, have you typically written home just about your own muscles or other people's that you've seen as well? It strikes me like the, if I see a jacked up bus driver, I'll, you know, I'll write home about him. Yeah. Okay. And does, is your, um, is your father ever find himself in receipt of these letters, or is it exclusively your mother? He would give me a flogging if he saw these letters. Okay. What about your uh, wealthier, more handsome brother? <laughs> I don't know about more handsome. No? Okay. So He's so taller. <laughs> your wealthier, taller brother yeah, with well, more successful children. I mean, easily. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no comparing the income of our children. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I write about his muscles too. <laughs> you write it. You write him. Yeah. You write it to, to him about his muscles. Yes. <laughs> okay. yes. Do you address? No, wait. Do you address the letters? Acknowledge those letters because he probably finds them odd. Yeah. Right. He just. Yeah. Oh, Dane. Whimsical Dane. He has a really bad knee, so it's possible I could take him. Okay. <laughs> That's good. It's always yes. good to know if you can, yeah. if uh, if needed, you could kill your siblings. <laughs> I like to size up everyone. Mm-hmm. I actually, there's a, um, I would say, among my siblings, I'm the oldest. Uh-huh. Uh, there are two boys, two girls, and I don't know. I think it would be a very fair fight between the four of us. Okay, because of your your lady wrists sort of diminish your skills in that regard. In that regard, but also I think that there would be. I think that those of us, the, the, those of the siblings with greater physical prowess, uh-huh. uh, maybe also la- maybe lack. In proportion, uh, 
the sort of street smarts required to to fight, and sort of you know intelligence required to fight. I think it'd be very equal. I, which is why I think also, um, not that we would have fun doing it, we would form a pretty good sort of yeah. like um, Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle like style okay. fighting fighting team. Each with their own separate skills. Would some of you would some of you band together and conspire against the dumpiest one, like Lord of the Flies? <laughs> um, we do that a little bit just during conversation. There is one dud of the four of us. Okay, good. But um, no, I think if we were a fighting team, who should probably be killed with rocks? No, I think during the fighting team, if if you are forming a fighting team, a sibling okay. fight fighting team, right. Um, it's best not to do that. You just everyone's sort of aware of what's going on, but you don't mention it, especially during the 21-minute broadcast of your Saturday morning cartoon. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. That would be part of the director's cut, maybe. Yeah. Jesus, God, he is a dummy, isn't he? <laughs> but it would be a private conversation. Well, yeah, you got to get the drop on him. Yeah. yeah. And it's also weird when the parents get involved too. Yeah, he is. Yes, let's kill him. Yeah, no, we won't. Won't come. Um, but yeah, with regard to the coffee grinder, it is. Uh, I, I'm doing it every day now. I'm grinding my coffee yeah. manually, and with the idea that it will get easier at some point. That if I train my body to do it, that it, it will it will not sear my limbs. The way it has been so, oh, so far. So, okay, so your your lady body is having trouble with it from that standpoint. Well, it's just yeah, you know, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, why why don't you, why don't you like it? I might. <clears throat> wow, do you hear this? Do you hear the, do you hear my voice right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, My complaint was the time it took. Okay. Because it was you know it's we're talking about a five minute grind at least the one I had. Five minute grind also the name. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's actually – the time is not really an issue because I utilize a French press for the making of my coffee. And so the time in which it takes to boil the water is roughly the exact amount of time it takes to to grind the beans. So I don't know. I do say – I do think there is some pleasure to be derived because you you can also – you can – you get to smell the coffee being ground, which is a nice smell. Yeah, it is a nice smell. And there is some pleasure to be derived because I do not make – excuse me. Yeah. I do not make anything by hand. Yeah. Um, so this is the one instance in which I could feel as though I'm sort of crafting something, which is, again, uh, not a pleasure I get to experience at all. Yeah. So, yeah, actually that's what it is. It's like carpentry for ass. Right. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. You gotta. You gotta put that on the end. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I feel as though you're, right, you're earning your cup of coffee. I'm what? What? Think, sorry. You're earning your cup of coffee. Yeah. Right. I guess that's it. Yeah. Now, if you really wanted to take it, you know, rustic and and start from the very beginning of the fundamental process, you should go see the uh, coffee puppy be slaughtered to get the coffee beans. <laughs> You mean um, acquaint myself with the entire flow of production? Right. Yes. Yes. And what, sir, where does it come from again? <laughs> the coffee puppy. Mm-hmm. There's it's a co- there's a coffee puppy. It's an adorable puppy. Yeah, what South African and African breed? 
Because they, yeah, they're always coming from Sumatra or... Colombia, Central America, Africa, yeah. And they're what? They're special breeds of puppy? Yeah, they're just puppies. They're adorable. Okay. Uh, coffee brown fur, obviously, as you would expect. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of you know internal organs, they have coffee beans inside them. So but, just like a walking piñata. Is this where the idea of the yeah. piñata comes from? Yeah, but, I mean, they are adorable, and they are typically uh, uh, the beloved pets of third-world children. Okay. Of course, they have to be seized from those children. And now, do the children – or do the children break them apart on their birthdays? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. All right, all right. Yeah, as you would any puppy. And you, of course, behead the dog in front of the children and get the coffee beans from the right. coffee that's, so I would, I would assume if you were, you know, if you were into the entire uh, supply chain that you would mm-hmm. want to familiarize yourself with that aspect of it, perhaps even kill the puppy yourself. Right. Okay. All right. Now I assume, uh, I assume Obama kills the puppies himself. Is that right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. The Kenyan usurper has, uh, I believe he has over 7 million confirmed kills. <laughs> Is there some sort of online leaderboard for that? <laughs> Well, I have a Kenyan usurper Tumblr that has all kinds <laughs> of updates. Um, just a quick search of the internet here. Um, I am going to look if Kenyan usurper Tumblr dot com is available, uh, and it is. Okay. Can and my guess is for not much longer. <coughs> nah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm on GoDaddy.com right now. <laughs> Do you do you find it strange that um, really anyone who's ever wanted to start an internet site has had to become familiar, has had to have the phrase "Go Daddy" implanted in their heads for at least fifteen minutes? Has had to think about the phrase "Go Daddy." What is what is that? I don't without. Without um, researching it all, that is a that is a strange. The genesis of that is is yeah. is a strange one. Right. I'm not even. It's almost like they randomly focus group two words and put them together. <laughs> yeah, I like the word go. Yeah. What else? What other word do you like? Daddy plays well. <laughs> People are gonna love this. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to be. Now, have you ever gone to GoDaddy.com, Dane Perry? I don't think that I have. Okay. All right. Recall. Yeah. There was a time, I believe, when if you were um, not a Luddite, but if you if you did not have a way, any other way, or if you were not aware of how to um, start in a weblog, uh-huh. but you wanted to have a URL that had, did not have the word WordPress in it or Blogspot right. or whatever, you would have to go to GoDaddy.com. Or, you know, take advantage of the clinical efficiency of network solutions.com. I've never been there either. What happens there? Similar idea? Yeah, you buy a URL basically. Okay. Do you do you envision yourself at all in the future? Now, mind you, you're oh, you're way over halfway through your life. So your future is not there's not in this particular case there's not a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but do you ever do you ever um, envision yourself um, Registering with, I guess, the local government, uh, <laughs> a, a, or you know, or you know, the, or the federal government for tax purposes. Do you ever registering an LLC called Something Solutions? 
Uh, concealed carry solutions. Concealed yeah. carry. <laughs> concealed carry solutions. Yes. LLC. Yes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to register with the government. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Would your slogan be? We take the limited out of limited liability. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Limited liability. Uh, I will. I will. <laughs> there is actually a concealment solutions. Um, a concealment solutions LLC is a family-run business. Oh, they have like shoulder holsters and stuff. Committed to the highest quality handcrafted holsters to fit your lifestyle. Okay. Good. You could not write this copy. You could not write it better. Mm. Maximum uh, performance. Listen to this. Just one um, – so concealment – this is a concealmentsolutions.com. It is a family-run business, and um, I'm sure that they do their own radio advertisements mm-hmm. um, um, apart from what uh, the Kenyan usurper would have them otherwise <laughs> do. Correct. But I would like to point out – and I'm sure that they provide a good product. It is not at all my intention – to criticize them on those grounds. I will point out that this sentence exists in their, on the about page. Okay. Um, they say that – they suggest that maximum performance and superior comfort – Okay. Wait. Maximum performance and superior comfort is always our first priority. Uh-huh. Maximum performance and superior comfort is always our first priorities. So <clears throat> there is a usage error there, which I will not address. Because, right. But the problem is that – you know it's good for you. Yes, right. But they suggested their first priority is both maximum performance and superior comfort. Okay. They've made – I mean perhaps what they've done is they defied the laws of the universe and made two things their priority. But listen, when push comes to shove, okay, what mm-hmm. I want to know as a customer of Concealment Solutions, <laughs> when yeah. push comes to shove, are you going to make maximum performance or superior comfort your priority? Because there's going to be a time, okay – Mm-hmm. When the shit hits the fan, <coughs> yes, and you're going to have to make a decision, right? And yeah. is it going to be? Listen, is it going to be maximum performance or is it going to be superior comfort? Because as a customer, I want to know. Well, I think the two are inextricably linked, so I think it's appropriate to refer to them as one. You're suggesting that there's a a a a one point zero r squared for them. As concerns maximum performance and superior comfort? Insofar as this family of products is concerned, yes. Okay. Yes. I would, I would, um, I would say that anyone directing their web browser <coughs> to concealmentsolutions.com mm-hmm. is going to derive at least 30 seconds of pleasure from it. Not only for <laughs> what we've happened upon here, uh, but also <coughs> their what is this? Their logo is a C with a snake um, slithered about it. Kind of like the Gadsden flag snake? Mm, modern version. This is like if there were a the modern... Snake, does the snake strike you as a snake that is unwilling to be tread upon? He, did, he would not care for that, but that's not his top priority. Okay, all right, all right. His top, pri- his top priorities, as I've already told you, are maximum performance and superior <laughs> right. comfort. Yes. 
being tread upon is is on there somewhere, but it's not the first one. This is like if you can imagine a mid a mid major university, a football yeah. team called the Snakes. Okay. Um, yeah. Or in this case, the Mambas. That's what their logo looks like. But it in sort of a dangerous, what I'll refer to as a dangerous all caps handwritten font. <laughs> Um, there, the tagline here is the motto is "Get your mamba on." Get your mamba on. You know, all caps uh, indicates an unwillingness to compromise. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what you don't see. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I had to FedEx a bunch of guns. If you, well, sorry, what's that? One more time. <laughs> One time, I had to FedEx a okay. bunch of guns. Okay. Yeah. I was. Uh, <laughs> this would have been the mid I like that. I like the, the term "a bunch of guns." <laughs> yes, that's a good. Yeah, all right. This was the mid nineties, mm-hmm. and while uh, uh, while obtaining my useless graduate degree, yeah, I was uh, a runner for a law firm in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, and uh, one of the attorneys there said, "I need you to to ship some guns to my brother." Okay. And I did. You were. I carried like three duffels of guns uh, down the street to FedEx and then boxed them up and shipped them. And this Uh, was apparently fine. (laughs) Wait, did you make of FedEx a witting or an unwitting gun runner? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if they – I was not – I, I boxed them up in the little facility there. So uh, they, did they see you doing it? I don't know. I, I did not, like, I did take some effort to conceal what I was doing. Okay, so basically what happened, you were told by an authority figure to mm-hmm. do a thing uh, whose legality or the legality of which is a mystery to you. I did ask him. This is cool, right? <laughs> and I think that the obvious answer is it's very cool. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, yeah. And it's there's, very cool. What did you do today? Uh, just FedExed a bunch of guns. Oh, that's, that's cool. Weird. No, the guy had to know because I, I got a long, narrow box for a rifle. <laughs> yeah. The guy at FedEx knew, yeah. The guy at FedEx knew all. And he also thought it was cool. It probably well, it probably happens in Mississippi. It probably you know. right. We know actually the question they ask is: Are these not guns? Just to clarify. <laughs> nah, these aren't guns, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. 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 Huh. Yeah. Wow. So, so you I, just <coughs> shipped a bunch of guns. Hey, you know that reminds me, Dane Perry. This is the this is the part on the program. Um, when I am reminded of a of a stand up comedy joke, mm-hmm. and then you complain about it. Oh God! Okay. Is this gonna be, who's the awful one you like? No, uh, it, well that was Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. Um, this is a joke by Mitch Hedberg. R.I.P. Oh, I like him. R.I.P. Like Mitch Hedberg. This is a very this is a very uh, brief joke. He goes, um, I like I forget which mail carrier or postal carrier it is exactly, but we'll say the mailman. Okay. He says, I love the mailman. He's a drug dealer, and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> um, 
I liked I liked Mitch Hedberg yeah. because he was to the point. Yeah, he was very yeah, yeah. very terse uh, writing style. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, this life yeah. was too cruel for him. <clears throat> and it was yeah yeah it was he um. Would you like me to ship you some guns? <laughs> uh, no. You're in uh, you're in New Hampshire, right? They value freedom. They do value freedom. New Hampshire. Uh, uh, sometimes you will sit down if you. Um, sometimes you will talk with people about uh-huh. identity, especially if you are um, in a in an educational setting. Mm-hmm. With young people who maybe do not fit in particularly well, you will have a small group meeting with those people and other adults, those students and other adults, and you will talk about identity, political identity. Right. It's a valuable exercise, especially for young people who maybe feel marginalized. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so I had the opportunity recently to have a discussion with some young people on the identity. We did an exercise where we wrote down some defining features of our identity. Uh-huh. And then talked about some positives of those features, some negatives, and some stereotypes. Um, and again, this is with people who maybe do not feel as though they belong. It's a valuable exercise because they can uh, maybe take some ownership over their identity. Uh, one of the ones that I was thinking about, though, was being born in New Hampshire or being from New Hampshire. And it is a weird thing. Uh, it's all a matter of context. When I lived I, – first of all, I hated growing up in New Hampshire um, okay. for a couple different reasons. And we, I, I remember um, when I went to school uh, at a prestigious boarding school in Massachusetts, they viewed, they thought the majority of the people there thought that, insofar as I was from New Hampshire, that I was a, that I was a, um, a hapless redneck. Okay. Who didn't, who knew nothing about the world. When I was in ninth grade, uh, one of my friends visited me up in New Hampshire from Newton, Massachusetts. A well-to-do uh, suburb of, or, um, a streetcar suburb of Boston, and I okay. told him that on the street corner we didn't have a street sign, but there would be a man outside named Bucky with an old dog. Just take a left there, <laughs> and like he showed up and he was like, "I didn't see that guy," and I was like, "Yeah, because this, this is not, <laughs> this is not that. This is a real place." But when I was in, um, when I lived in Seattle, um. I, uh, some roommates I had there viewed me as like a uh, conservative elitist scum Okay. because I was from New England, and they did not know the difference. First of all, they all thought I was from Connecticut. There was, there was no distinction would between you, Would you describe these roommates as indolent socialists? <laughs> yeah, well, I would describe them as angry, um, uneducated punk rockers. Oh. Yeah. They were not happy that New England existed. Okay. And I tried to – Making very clear to them that <coughs> they were more like anyway. It was so strange, but uh, it's a question of context, though. Like, I, for example, being from Mississippi, uh, I'm sure that uh, if you visit Arkansas, you feel like a king of the world. Uh, or is there, or is it pretty even playing field? We're, we're pretty much fiftieth, so <laughs> it's not a lot of you know. Occasionally, we'll nudge ahead of. Louisiana yeah. literacy or something that yeah. yeah. Hey, but if you were uh, like if you were to load those rankings into an Excel file, yeah, and then sort them in the reverse direction, you'd be right on top. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Flip it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're leading obesity usually. Yep. 
Yeah. There you go. You get, it, we get a, we get actually get a championship belt for that. <laughs> you do, but it it also you need to have an extension put on the belt so it fits around the waist. That's right. Of yeah, the yeah. normal citizen yeah. of Mississippi. Yeah. Yes, you have to get the 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 airline seat extender. <laughs> have you ever been on a plane when the, <clears throat> so, someone has had to utilize that, or worse, maybe sat next to someone? Uh, I have. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was it? Is it embarrassing for everyone involved? The I would totally have them once, and the gentleman, you know, seemed seemed accustomed to it. So okay, yeah, he just asked the uh, flight attendant for one, and uh. uh we all went about our business. Did you sense that he was the sort of a beast that was a product merely of negligence, or if he <clears throat> if he was like if it was like a medical condition? I do not know. Okay. Oh. Um, I certainly uh, you know I think people should endeavor to stay fit, but I understand that people have you know some people have glandular disorders and what have you and can't control that. Right. Right. So I never assume, Sestouli. No, I know. Yeah. Not I know. business judging here, Sestouli. I want to ask you a question. You were recently, I believe, um, I asked you if you were able to conduct this podcast midweek. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, let's see. the uh, You were unable to do it midweek. Correct. Because um, you were, uh, you were doing, conducting some sort of business. Okay. Uh, are you allowed to divulge the nature of that business? I was at the annual meeting, CBS, called the Summit. So. Oh yes. wow. Yes. Is that and where you were called by the the all-seeing eye of Sauron? <laughs> Is that why you just it's just easy? To I follow? had to Summit Mount CBS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, do you meet with it? Do you meet in um, directly <coughs> with Les Moonves? No. Uh, our, our very accomplished CEO is uh, uh, was not in attendance. With Les, now, Les Moonves, I believe, you meet with Les Moonves. <clears throat> yep. It's an all-nude meeting at his hyperbolic chamber that okay. allows him not to age at the normal human rate. Is that right? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Hyperbaric chamber. Hyperbaric chamber? Yeah, that would be the term instead of hyperbolic, yeah. Hyper- hyperbolic. It's in, well, hyperbolic could also be, what a chamber. Yes. <laughs> no, it's yes. a hyperbaric chamber that he does not leave. You all meet in the nude. True or false? False. Okay, false. Just You just meet in the nude, but not in a hyperbaric chamber. False. Just you... And <laughs> no, what, what do you do? You go to Florida? Yes. Yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. And what do you guys talk about? Uh, we uh, hash out editorial plans for the year to come. Okay. And who's there? Is uh, Mike Exisa there? Mike Exisa, yeah. Dirty Mike was there. Yeah. Dirty Mike. I call. I like to call him Mikey Baseball. Mikey Baseball is there. Yeah. Uh, Matt Snyder. Matt Snyder, fighting Matt Snyder. Is Fight, there. Fighting Matt Snyder, and I believe there's a new, is there a new addition to to Team Ion Baseball. Brown Dave, Dave Brown was there. <laughs> Brown Dave. Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe I, I believe I, uh, you know, I, I, Dave and I were acquainted before this course, but I believe I charmed him to extremes. On this. Oh wow! 
I, if I'm not mistaken, he's also a resident of the city of Broad Shoulders. Is that true? Uh, no, he uh, is in Kansas City now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Or, or would you suggest that wherever Dave Brown is, is also the city of Broad Shoulders? He broadens the shoulders of any city he shows up in. <laughs> Stop that. And what, are, what is on the docket? And is there are there any drinking games? If you think I'm going to give away proprietary company information, mm-hmm. you are sorely mistaken. Sorely over overestimated your sphere of influence. Uh, you. We discuss crack plans. You retire. For internet to a sweat lodge. Yes. You. Was, it take a sweat. Yeah. You. John Heyman. Mm-hmm. John, he he was there. Nude. Yeah. In a sweat lodge. No. Sweating. Not true. There may have been sweating at some point. No, I don't think so. It was it was actually very nice. It was okay. a hot. Oh. All right. What was uh, the agenda? Do do you have? Not unlike uh, like you, you go to see uh, you know ACDC and you you're a big fan and you want to uh, take their set list home as a souvenir. Mm-hmm. Is there an agenda that one could get from these meetings uh, to act as a souvenir for that? I believe uh, our loyal and abiding editor Sergio Gonzalez uh, made a PowerPoint. Oh, is that right? And he printed it out and had copies and. Uh, Clipped copies for each attendee. Now, where would where is the meeting? Is it in a hotel? It is in a conference facility next door to the office. <laughs> Wait, is the office is based in Fort Lauderdale? The CBS Sports Interactive, yeah, is is based there. Oh, it is. Yes, that's not a bad place. I mean, especially if you are a person who lives in Chicago and it's the winter. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. I would assume that visiting Fort Lauderdale for a couple of days isn't so bad. I, uh, <clears throat> one takeaway, um, I availed myself of cable in the hotel room, because uh, okay. we don't, we no longer have it, and, uh, I was gobsmacked by the, uh, number of pharmaceutical commercials that air in South Florida. Oh, interesting. Like, every other one is for a, a drug. Yeah, well, I guess that's probably a, a target demo for them, huh? Yeah. Yeah. What are but we I, dealing with here? Uh, impotency drugs? No, it was like you know, like shingles and uh, uh, diabetes and you know those kinds of things. Yeah. Elderly afflictions. I suppose so. Yeah. 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 Is shingles is that the same virus as chickenpox? Am I right in thinking that? Yeah, I, I think it's very similar. My my father had shingles recently. No. Yeah. He did. They are they are highly unpleasant. What is the effect? What are the symptoms? Uh, scabs and intense pain. Oh boy! Yeah, this yeah. does not sound good. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, true or false? Scabies are a combination of scabs and rabies. <laughs> true or false? That, that, close. Okay. It is. Uh, you are bitten by disembodied scabs and you get rabies. Okay. Yeah. Disembodied scabs? Yes, yeah. Ugh. You are attacked by a flock of disembodied scabs and yeah. they give you rabies. And now, some folk tales have it that that is the, uh, uh, this is sort of the mechanism of revenge for the uh, coffee puppy. 
all those slain coffee puppies. So wait, so this is like a slain, like a like a, the scab is from one of the slain puppies. The right. Blood, which has no doubt been, <clears throat> yes, flowing liberally from the slain animal. Right. Congeals. Uh huh. Becomes a scab. Becomes a scab, an animated scab. Yes. And well, then. Body. I didn't really say animated. It's not like a cartoon scab. It's just a scab. No, no, I'm saying animated. animated. And then life breathed into it. Right, right. Okay, okay. And takes to what? Take takes to the streets. Well, no, they they fly like sort of like sort of like a uh, you know bees, you know. Oh, okay. So they they have the power of flight. Yes. Yeah. And then they what? They they bite. They bite and sting. They bite, and you get. Immediate rabies. Immediate rabies. <laughs> you, get, you get, that's the clinical term for it, is immediate rabies. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you get immediate advanced stage rabies, and, <laughs> you know, for which there is no treatment because you're beyond the point of that, yeah. Right, and that is scabies. Yes. That is what scabies is, so, are. I am actually consulting a medical text as we speak. <laughs> Now, in South Florida, are there any pharmaceutical commercials uh, – are there any pharmaceutical – the commercials for pharmaceuticals that treat this horrifying affliction? As I explained, is immediate rabies. <laughs> beyond the point of any sort of pharmaceutical intervention. There's no clinical solution for this. Right? Okay. And then – so what is the – I mean what's the outcome once you get immediate rabies? Palliative care. Treat symptoms and die. <laughs> so yeah. it's hospice it's immediate hospice well a lot of the uh, sort of the, the coup de grace their signature move is to transport the victim directly to a hospice facility <laughs> from within <laughs> or wait so, the flying the flying scabs yeah. the flying scabs yeah they will <laughs> dump him in a heap on the door of a hospice facility <laughs> with his immediate rabies embarrassing aside literally just spit out coffee <laughs> Literally is, did it, and you know, sort of the the funny thing is that hospice facilities are uniformly unprepared for rabies cases. That's true. Yeah, not really in their wheelhouse. No, and you would think that with all these cases in South Florida of immediate rabies. Yeah, and just to bring it full circle, I am now on GoDaddy securing <laughs> rabieshospice.com. Yeah. You could make a killing. This is why I'm a businessman. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now, is this part of the CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball uh, plan for 2015? Either treating or otherwise uh, augmenting the spread of immediate rabies or the threat of the spread of immediate rabies so that you can extort your readers into, or you can store readers, you can drive traffic by means of that. Okay. That may be the only form yeah. of respite from that illness is to read CBSports.com's Eye on Baseball. Okay. Sort of a, we could sort of a, uh, a folk cure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I will, uh, I will caucus, uh, organizational leaders and put that forward. I bet you'll cock something. Oh, <laughs>
is the verb. That's not bad. Doctor, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. how's, how's your lovely wife? Oh, she's doing well. She's, uh, you know, teaching. Enjoying her new job? Uh, there's some challenges. Sure. You know, but, uh, what it, I mean, that's adult life. Do you fear that she's been, uh, smitten with a young soccer player? That's inappropriate and, and, uh, patently impossible. Okay. Okay, good. I know your weakness. Mostly because she's not smitten with anything. Oh, speaking of business. Dead to the world. What? Speaking of business, hot <laughs> business. I, uh, this is, this is not as good as business yelling that you told me about. Okay. All right. But it's close. Right. Um, I, as I was waiting to board the plane, I believe to Fort Lauderdale. Oh, it was, it was at an airport again. Yes. What was the situation we discussed? Cause this was going through the, it was like, you were like, this was like at a hotel continental breakfast or something, right? Well, that was one of the business yelling. I saw multiple, there was multiple business, like phone related business yelling. Well, it's a tough economy out there. Yeah. <laughs> what did you, what did you say? I saw a young man, uh, I would guess mid to late twenties, mm-hmm. uh, in a, like an, an all state polo pullover, <laughs> a, a sales polo, you know? <laughs> Did it say, uh, did it, did it say sadness on the back? Did it <laughs> no, say sad, sadness incarnate? Thing is, I, I, we're gonna touch on his enthusiasm and ambition here in a second. Uh, he, we were, you know, queuing up to get on the plane, mm-hmm. and, uh, he opened his laptop case to replace his laptop, and I noticed in there a paperback copy of The Art of War. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's committed. Yeah. He is, uh. He is 100%. This, uh, he's not gonna be wearing that sales polo for long. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. he's gonna be wearing the skin of his, of his yeah. enemies. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, you know, <clears throat> I actually wanted to give him a knowing glance, but he didn't look up. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow, he is ready for the business world. He's ready for business. He yeah. regards it as a, as a battlefield. If I, I would have promoted him right there on the spot. <laughs> if I were just an all-state executive who happened upon him. Yeah. Uh, if I were Dennis Haysburg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he really wants to advance in, in business. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I, I found it, uh, I found it oddly endearing because mm-hmm. he's not, uh, he's not pissed off that he's, uh, uh, trapped in an all-state polo. Mm-mm. He is going to rise above it. Yeah. He does not view his Allstate polo as a as an Allstate straitjacket. Right. But rather as an Allstate jetpack that will propel him to the top of the business world. And, you know, as I said, I pegged him as an awfulest millennial, and he actually has some ambition. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I don't think that those two things are necessarily exclusive, do you? Kind of. You, you think he has sort of like an old-world first generation type ambition. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna rise above. Where yeah. he is ready to step on the limbs and faces of his peers in order to climb to the top. He's gonna do what he has to do to hit his numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gotta hit your numbers. 
You gotta hit your numbers. You gotta hit your numbers. You're gonna be wearing an all-state polo for the rest of your damn life. You don't hit your numbers. Right, and maybe, yeah. maybe the, you would say the the millennial, <clears throat> when, when the millennial doesn't hit his numbers, he says, "Oh, this was wrong, or I didn't have proper training." Right. There's yeah. a there's a there's a tendency to look elsewhere for yeah. in terms of responsibility. Yeah. You know what I say to the millennials? Hit your numbers, or go mail some guns. <laughs> what's it gonna be yeah yeah mail these guns yeah yeah now what would you think if that that um young man with the all-state pol- polo uh-huh it's a polo you said yeah if he were to go into the oh, office what's your waking i know you're fine of this yeah yeah what's your exactly right the um if you wait that's from a post i wrote dane You've mentioned it a few times, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. I read your stuff, Sicily. Oh, it's shocking. Yeah. The um if you were to if he were to go into the office tomorrow mm-hmm. and his immediate superior mm-hmm. were merely to hand him a bag of guns yeah. and say FedEx the shit out of these. Yeah. What do you think he would do? It probably would have said your instructions were unnecessary. I know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I think he would have said. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he would have said, way ahead of you, bro? Yeah. No, no, no. He doesn't talk like that. He doesn't. Way ahead of you, sir? No, he just says, I, I, I know what to do. I know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There I, is something charming about the, <clears throat> the, like, um, um, the Depression era mentality. Father came to this country with only oh. uh, with a with a, a pocket watch with only one hand. Right. Yeah. Hell yes, there is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and you just say, hey, you know. Yeah. If you don't uh, if you don't do your business, if you don't conduct business, you die. That's right. Yeah. You will die. <laughs> If you don't conduct, begin conducting business post haste, hit your numbers or die in a tenement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are those are the two options you got. Yeah, my yeah. grandfather told me this. He worked during college. I believe it was during college. He went to a school. Let's see, in southwestern Massachusetts near Springfield. <clears throat> during college, he worked at a restaurant, and he said this with. Um, he recited this story, retold the story with a, with a, only sort of a positive, nostalgic feelings. Uh-huh. He worked for his for meals and his meals alone. <laughs> he washed dishes at a Greek diner. Uh-huh. The guy would give him meals and then he would leave. <laughs> that was it. That was the arrangement. And my grandfather said he said this. He said, and he had. Talking about the Greek owner, he said he he um, I was one of his favorite employees. He let me open up in the morning. <laughs> he gave me the key to open up, and I was like, Grandpa, did you ever think about maybe mentioning a wage? And I was like, No, didn't occur to me. <laughs> what do I need a wage? I'm just gonna buy food with it anyway. Yeah, yeah. He would do dishes for hours, eat food, and then go home. Yeah. Well, cut out the middleman. Cut, yeah, cut, yeah. cut out, cut out, cut out currency, American currency. 
<laughs> just complicates things. Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that uh, he was he he immigrated here, correct? Uh, his father, his parents oh, did. His yeah. Father. Okay, I was going to say, but it was exceedingly rare for a uh, an immigrant to go to college in those days. Yeah, uh, it was his his father did not his father his father died when my grandfather was very young. Uh-huh. My his uh, my great grandmother took him aside. He was uh, twelve years old, uh-huh. I believe, ten twelve years old when his father died. Is this the end of the family speech? Yes. Yes. Have, okay. have, have I relayed that yet? No, it's just one of those things that happens. Yeah, yeah, right. His mother said his mother was like, like uh, she was an Italian widow in bed, mourning. She took yeah. him into. She said, "Phil, you are the man of the house now." <laughs> That's powerful. That is, yeah. Yeah. You, what happens if you tell a millennial he's the man of the house now? <laughs> yeah. Place an Xbox. <laughs> I, uh, I I may have told you this before. My grandfather, mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, forever spoiling for a better life and would do things like uh, he started a quarry. Started a quarry? Started a quarry. Just like yeah. in his yard? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> was it an artisanal quarry? Like bought a bunch of chickens and tried that for a while. Yeah. And eventually he turned to boot, bootlegging. Okay, sure. And he was a... Another famous bootlegger in northern Alabama. Mm-hmm. But, uh, World War II comes along, and the local draft board, seeking to get rid of him, uh, drafted him at the age of 30 and with five kids. <laughs> he was dispatched to a battleship in the Pacific. Okay. <laughs> and rather defiantly, he came back and continued bootlegging. Wait, he just, what? He just got back? Oh, oh, when he was done with warring. War, yeah. He didn't yeah. Have- yeah, yeah. No. After he had completed his gladiatorial duties. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I he he passed away not long before I was born, but uh, I have seen many photos of him, and he he is an unsmiling man. Did did um as did it say in his per his request that his giant balls would be preserved in in some sort of ball, uh, ball jar? Aptly named Ball Jar so that it could be shown to his grandchildren. So did your dad one day take you aside and say, Dane, here are your grandfather's giant balls. And you're just like, you're like, what, his actual test? Yes, his giant balls. We have stored them. As evidence of saying, another story goes that uh, they were uh, picking berries as a family, mm-hmm. as they were reduced to foraging at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mother, my, my, not my mother, my grandmother, uh, reached into a, uh, I guess a blackberry bush or something, and was bitten by a rattlesnake. Okay. And my grandfather, without thinking too much, uh, pulled off the, you know, like the elastic strap of his hat, <laughs> uh, bound her arm, and then pulled out his knife and sliced it open and sucked it out, as they do in movies. <laughs> and she was fine. Sucked out the poison. Yes, yes. He yes. bound her arm. What, what is that called when you do that? You form it. Tur- yeah. What's that? Like a tourniquet. Tourniquet, right. Yeah. Yeah. And then cut she open. Bitten on the hand, and she, he just sliced open her knuckles at the side of the wound and sucked out the poison. And quite possibly continued picking berries. Yeah. 
uh, I will counter that story by recounting how this morning, despite it being pretty cold outside, yeah. I walked my dog. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anything for America. Yep. Ten to fifteen minutes. Oh, I walked oh. her outside. So that is what I did. All gave some, some gave all. Hey, how's your dog adjusting to condo life? The dog enjoys it. Okay. Uh, a, she necessarily gets four or five walks a day. Right. More than before, because more you just send her out into your poop-filled backyard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas before she would get like one walk a day, and then yeah, otherwise dispatched to the yard. Right. Uh, B, we have on the main level floor-level windows, and uh, this dog uh, loves looking out the window. So she gets in her bed and can easily view the comings and goings on the street. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now, does she bark? Uh, she will occasionally bark when she sees another dog, and they don't really hit it off. But otherwise, she doesn't bark. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. She is a, uh, uh, a fine hound. Is there a particular breed that she's uh, at which she's likely to bark, or particular <coughs> size? No, it's just, uh, you know... They size each other up and decide they're not fans of each other. And there's like there's a couple dogs down the street, and they will, they so want to savage each other. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but there's another dog down the street, and they're like buddies. So oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, listen. This is the uh, part of the afternoon where I grow, I begin to grow faint because I've had too much caffeine and too little food. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm at that point. Yeah. yeah. I could probably benefit from yeah. some peanuts. Yes. Um, uh, before we do that, though, I, I want to tell you, Dane, I've moved on to a, a different text. Okay. Uh, this is EM, another Chorin text, EM Chorin. Lovely. I, I own a couple of his volumes now. You do? I don't know if you've purchased Drawn and Quartered. I have not. No. Uh, Drawn and Quartered contains with it a, lo- a longer collection of aphorisms uh, entitled Stabs at Bewilderment. Okay. And uh, I've marked a couple here that might be of some interest. Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is the, the, this is very good. Tor- terse. Um, uh, to be, Dane? Okay. To be is to be cornered. <laughs> to be is to be cornered. <laughs> Tautology. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that one. Okay. Uh, let's see. I don't know. Got a couple here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm getting too. Uh, I'm shaking now. I read one a couple of nights ago, and I'm going to fail to reproduce it verbatim here, but yeah. it's the effect of uh, I would hate my existence. But I lack the will for extremes. <laughs> That's good. Man, he's doubling up on that one. Just yeah. Layers of, of uh, self-loathing. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Existing is plagiarism. <laughs> Existing is plagiarism. And one more. We'll finish off here. Existing is uh, true moral elegance, Dane. Okay. True moral elegance consists in the art of disguising one's victories as defeats. 
I'll let that play with you for a little bit. And that's what I'm going to have to walk around and think about. Yeah, you will. Yeah. yeah. You know, that was actually a practice uh, the Desert Fathers uh, used, used to perform and maybe still do. Or if there's like a literary community. They would do, you know, they would work during the day. They would in the morning, they would uh, find the one uh, sort of, I think they were called sentences, you know, one thought like that. And they would, uh, but they would do work. You know, they'd sweep and in sand or you know whatever. They'd make food, and the whole time they're they're, they're uh, contemplating, uh, just letting their minds rest on that one uh, one sentence. I actually, uh, I have a <clears throat> friend who is a physician, uh, and a few years ago he's a very contemplative sort of guy. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I asked him. I recall being drunk. Uh, why can't you get heart cancer? Uh, I've never heard of it. Oh, interesting. I've never heard of heart cancer. Wow. And he was so struck by the question that he needed to take a walk and think about it. Oh, wow. So he went outside. We were in Puerto Rico, of all places. Okay. And uh, he took a walk and thought about it and came back and said, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Because what are the necessary conditions for cancer? Just that you have cells, right? Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm obviously speaking out of my element here, but I think so. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, you because what? Uh, typically, what is cell? It's a, a tumor. Is there's uh, malignant cells reproducing? Yeah, uh, you know, kink in the DNA, and they reproduce, and yeah. 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 Oh, don't want to die. It's just going to happen. I think we should title this episode "Heart Cancer." Yeah. I'm not going to do that. That would be that would alarm people. Heartcancer.com. <laughs> Heartcancer.com, which uh, a URL which I've just secured. Okay, good. By good. means of GoDaddy.com. Yes, good. So we have heart cancer. What was the other URL we? we uh, uh, there's KenyanUsurper.tumblr.com. Tumblr.com. There was one other one I thought. Well, not Concealment Solutions. No, that's taken. Yeah. Or- uh, I don't know. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, rabies Hospice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we've uh, really carved out a nice space of the Internet for us. Yeah, I know. You know, the, uh, what, the real thing, it, being business, being a businessman, Dane. Correct, I am. What I see you doing is not necessarily uh, coding up these sites yourself, but merely... <clears throat> I'm sitting on the rights to the URLs and then selling them for a big cash money. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about, you know, credit default swaps. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, I should probably have some lunch soon. I'm a transactionist. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, well, good show. Good show. Yeah, I, I really feel good about this one. Good yeah. program. I hope you uh, feel better, Dane. Thank you. I, 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 I don't know what to say. I don't know if the worst is ahead or if the worst is behind me. But well, the worst is always ahead. That's true. That's true. This is only going to happen more and more often as I advance in age. If you were to be sitting in a hyperbolic chamber, Dane, yep. you could, uh, without pause, say that the worst is both ahead and behind. Hyperbolic chamber? Yeah, if you're in a hyperbolic chamber. You'd be in the hyperbolic chamber to say something like that. Yeah, yeah. you would need to be, yeah. 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 Uh, everything is an instance of hyperbole in inside the chamber. Why haven't you wished me a happy birthday yet? I don't know that's your birthday. Also, how old are you? Like forty three or something? I am. I turned forty three yesterday. Forty three is a dumb birthday. 
Yeah, it's it's kind of uh yeah. What do you want? Congratulations for turning forty three. I've made it this far. I'd say forty. I'm not this is not original material, but yeah. the I mean the ages after certain what after twenty five. Yeah. You know, twenty five you can rent a car, I think, without having to provide like certain Which is a weird cutoff. Yeah. Insurances. Well I'm sure it's there's some actuary table that uh, Yeah, right. Suggested it's good. Well, actually, it's true. Uh, I mean, young men or men over twenty-five are dummies, but men under twenty-five are even bigger dummies. Right. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It is amazing. I I was uh, maybe a little bit more effet as a young man. Yeah. Um, but working closely and so even serving as a house parent of a of a dorm, it the things that men that young men do and say and the volume at which they do and say those things. Yeah, it's yeah. really striking. They really shouldn't, and I include myself in this indictment, but men should not be allowed out of the house until like 28. No, that's true. Because they're yeah. just out there to wreck things. Yeah, they're just, yeah, they're like, they're like out of control cars. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah, or like, like if you were like trying to, in a, in a physics class, yeah. trying to provide an example of what like subatomic particles look like. Yeah. Crashing into each other. Yeah. Really just like you would just need to have like on fast forward footage of the common room of this dorm in which I'm the house parent. Right. They're just running into each other. Yeah, they're just – yeah. And some of the ideas that occur to you, it's just – come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. How does how this how – how are they not all dead? That's a good point. Well, a lot of them are from all the wars. That's true, yeah. I don't know if you remember when when large you know percentages of the 18 to 25 – year old population have died because of wars. Right. Well. Because because other people if you're like, hey, you should go to war, they're like, well, um like are we under direct threat where like it's either I I fight or I die? Right. And you're like, no, and you're like, well then why am I gonna do that? I'm just gonna die. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But eighteen to twenty five year old men, they're like, what are you talking about? We're just gonna give us guns? And we can just shoot them? Yeah, that's about it. All right. Sweet. Just go out. Wait, we're just going to go out to a battlefield and stab each other. Yep. All right. Can we sing can we, a song and wave a flag while we do it? Can we pour hot chemicals on each other? <laughs> Jesus. It's terrible and true. Yes. I don't know if it's terrible because it's true. It's terrible and true. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Dad, I'm really getting weak here. Yeah, you sound like it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Bye right. Uh, Dane, well, thank you very much. No, thank you, Cecilia. Yeah, that has been uh, has been Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Carson Cecilia. This has been Fangraphs Audio. Pops. <laughs>